This is your source for genre news, album reviews, and commentary on all things heavy. The Metal Here are your hosts, Brendan Flum and George Fong. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of The Metal Pod. Uh, we have a special guest today, the photo coordinator Impact, uh, former visual media director, my old boss. Uh, good friend of ours. A good friend of ours, Ohio native, uh, Mr. <laughs> Andrew Herner. Yes. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks for being on. Um, so yeah, we wanted to, you know... Have a couple. We we originally this was actually Isaiah's idea. It was to do a rage episode. So shout is, out to him. Right, for, right, right. Which is you know the topic of the episode today. We're we'll talking about all things uh, Rage Against the Machine. Yes, sir. Um, which is a band that we all share mutual love for, and I'm sure if you're listening to this, then you do as well. So yes, it's gonna be a good day. Yes. Um. Well, Andrew. First thing we always do here is shirt stories. So what do you got on? Yeah, the shirt story today. Um, I had a lot to choose from. But I didn't because they're all dirty, except for this one, which is Tame Impala. Um, frat core. Frat core. So I've been told as of late. I don't know. Um, I don't believe it. Uh, I don't either. They are getting no more popular these days, but um, I don't know. That I, I, I just really like their style. Um, yes. But I got this shirt at uh, Mopop. I guess it would have been two years ago now. Since, oh, yeah. Since yeah. Since I had a couple friends that went there. Yeah. It was, it was a fun one. Um, I just showed up just for them, but it was worth it for sure. That was the one in Detroit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And then I have my tickets for when they come back eventually, so we'll Ooh. see. A Little Caesars. Yeah, yeah. Little Caesars cool. someday. So and, and Rage was supposed to be a Little Caesars too. That's right. But uh, mm-hmm. here we are. Um, we'll, we'll get to that too. We'll get we there. will. We mm-hmm. will. That'll be a big talking point. Yeah. So we're, what, what do you got on, George? Uh, I've worn this shirt before. Um, it's my Supreme Slayer collab shirt. <laughs> right. Uh, I'll show you the back. Can, can you see that? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, you know, these two fans that were at a Slayer show and they cut their arms up. It said Slayer on them. Fucking Slayer! Pretty much. Um, and uh, Marilyn Manson had a similar thing happen too, where these two chicks that like went to his concert like cut Marilyn Manson into their chests. Wow. So that's kind of weird, but awesome. Hardcore fans, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's um, pretty metal. Slayer. So sweet. What about you? Uh, yeah, my shirt kind of rolls right in the metal news as well, so that'll be a nice segue. But I've got my my Impact shirt on because we do work for the Impact, right? Says uh, "Long Live College Radio" right on the front. There you it's go. got the WDBM logo on the back. Yeah. Um, uh, before we move on, though, uh, we got a new toy up front. Oh yeah, right here, Mr. Corey Taylor. We do. Um, he, he's joining Eddie and Paul up there. There you go. But got, he, got a he, new mask. He's better than both, so he's a little he's bit a little higher. higher. Yeah. Flum was gonna throw away the box. I told him to keep it. Well, I think I have my Eddie box at home, but I was yeah. like, "What? Why?" Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a big box person either. I don't really save boxes. It depends on the product. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I, most people keep their 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 toys in the box. Yeah, but I for these. I like to play with my toys, George. What do you What do you do with them? Put them in the bathtub while you listen to Corey. <laughs> no, I mean they're at my dinner table. They're action figures. Gotta show them some action, right? You know, like it's Corey fucking Taylor. Fl- I'm not going to keep him in a box. Flum is playing army with uh, yeah. his Funko Pops. <laughs> Corey Taylor versus Eddie from Iron Maiden. Who wins? <laughs> exactly. That's a tough matchup. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my shirt does say Long Live College Radio. <laughs> Moving into the Mel News, it's been a very bittersweet week here at the station. Um, Long live College Radio, long live Josiah Leach, who uh, was a friend of ours here at the station, who we learned passed away this week. Um, yeah. Former entertainment director, news, or um, what was it before the entertainment team? He's content a, team? He would have been like a managing editor, maybe? He was a part of the content, content team. Content writing. Yeah, mm-hmm. content writing team. Yeah, um, I know you knew him better than I did. So Yeah, he, uh, he unfortunately passed away in a car accident. Um, you know, condolences to his family. Mm-hmm. But... um. Yeah, he was one of the first people to edit a couple of my articles. Nice. Um, when I first started to write for Impact, I was writing about metal stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I knew him uh, not too well, but I, you know, he's around. Right. Um, I had a nice conversation with him at his participation in the football building, the whatever the pavilion it is, the mm-hmm. indoor training area. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the last times I ever saw him, and then uh, again at the um, in the station, and uh, you know we had a, we had a nice conversation. He's he a good guy, smart yeah. guy. Uh, I believe he was I forgot what he was studying, but um, 
yeah, one of the last conversations I ever had with him was right before COVID. And he was just telling me about how he, he was cracking jokes about, you know, how his professor was like, yeah, weird times, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just crazy, man. It is. It blows mm-hmm. my mind. It is. Um, so for those reasons, this episode obviously is dedicated to him and his memory. Um, so yeah, rest in peace. Good friend. Um, try to bring it up a notch here. Yeah. Not, not to uh, start on a damp note, but right, right. we just obviously had to say something because yep. he's, he's a friend of ours, you know? Yeah. So It's um, important to remember. Yeah. Great guy to have around. He was, he was wonderful. Yep. Yeah. But like I said, it was a bittersweet week here. And <laughs> part of the sweet stuff was, uh, I guess the first thing was the tax referendum passed um, here at MSU, which means, you know. We can keep doing our, our thing. Yeah, because uh, the impact is a, um, how, how does it work exactly? It's like $3 out of every student's tuition goes, goes to, to impact. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. how we're al- allowed to be a station. Yep. And uh, that gets renewed like every three or four years, something like that. Yeah. I think it's three. Three okay. years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that passed. So that's obviously awesome. So thank you to everyone out there who voted. voted. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and we also won Station of the Year, according to MAB, the Michi- Michigan Association of Broadcasters. Two years right? in a row. Yeah. Yeah, so. And I know you won a lot of stuff, um, so what would you win? Yeah, sir? so, uh, you know, we got the multi first in place, first and second place for um, the Multimedia Award, mm-hmm. I believe it was, or, yeah, Use of Multimedia. Mm-hmm. The first place winner was the uh, Holiday Comic Concert that we did for Christmas. And I don't think we've ever talked about Comic Concert on this podcast. So yeah, do you I, want to explain what it is? Yeah, so Comic Concert is just a series that Isaiah Johns uh, started um, and I co-produced with him. Um, we, it's basically, you know, we, we take artists and uh, record them at a special location right. and we usually do concept um, skits and stuff to, uh, in between. So it's kind of like, you know, well, our, our regular content with uh, narrative elements. Yeah. Uh, more conceptual than what we would normally do than just like a normal performance. And yeah, so we made one for Christmas. It's like 18 minutes long. Yeah, Isaiah reads a poem about Christmas. Nice. I don't know. It's it's funny. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, second place was uh, our second ever music video, which was Treat Me Right by Zia Ayana. Go stream. Um, another narrative stuff. You know, we a bunch of people at Impact and you know, the video team specifically come from film backgrounds. So, you know... Um, we always like to include uh, conceptual stuff. So, yeah. yeah Congrats on everyone that worked on those. Absolutely. It, it was a big week for the station in terms of that. Um, and for those out there who don't know who Isaiah Johns is, um, like George said, he was supposed to do this episode with us. Um, but, you know, scheduling conflicts. Uh, but, yeah, George and I uh, studied abroad with him uh, 2019 summer. Yep. Uh, that's the first time I met him, and, you know, we've been friends ever since. Yeah. So it's, it sucks we couldn't have him here, but... Um, he did inspire this episode. Yeah, so. yeah. Hey, if you're listening to this, uh, Isaiah, I, he he's literally been up like up all night, uh, not tonight, but like this past week, just editing. Really? Yeah, he's been like way too busy to. I believe it. Do stuff like yeah. So um, yeah. Thanks for inspiring the episode. And uh, yeah, we met him uh, during study abroad, and we've just you know worked with him ever since. Yeah, great so, guy. Yeah, great guy. And uh, last but not least, here on the metal news, I am very. Very proud to announce that George and I will finally be on the Hours of Power next week, which would be, what, the 15th? Thursday, the 15th of April? I th- uh, I'm pretty sure. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's their episode right before 420, so it's going to be that kind of theme. It'll also be our episode right before 420. Yeah, it, it will be. Um, Sarah and Jay, uh, Lilith and Hellspawn, uh, they... They are allowing us to finally do a takeover because I'm, me and Sarah and Jay were, were graduating in like less than a month. So. Yeah, crazy. And then George here is actually taking over Hours of Power yeah. next year. Yeah, with uh, Trent Bally. Yes. You guys, you know, he's been on the show. Yep. Metal guy. The hair metal uh, guy. Hair metal guy. <laughs> Old school, uh, classic metal kind of guy. Good. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing some of that stuff on Hours yeah, of Power. Yeah, it's, I mean, you'll love it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, informal announcement. Yeah, me and Trent will be taking over the Azure Power. Um, so you're still gonna be. I, you can't get rid of me. You know, Metal Pod might be done, but I'm not done talking about metal on there. So yeah, um, dude. Like I said, you can if you want to continue this without me, you can go right ahead. I can't do that. I mean, it, that's like Slipknot without Corey Taylor. Ah, dude, I don't know about that. 
dude, I don't know. It's like Allison Chains without Lane Staley. It's not Allison Chains anymore. <laughs> but they are still Allison Chains. Yeah. And they're still kicking. Okay, ass. think about this then. Nirvana without Kurt Cobain. That's not Nirvana. I'm not Kurt Cobain. This isn't Nirvana. You might be the Kurt Cobain of, <laughs> of, of the metal pod. Well, thank you for the kind words, but no. And you're, <laughs> well, you're going to have your own metal show anyways, so. I, I, do, I certainly do not, do not have enough time to produce two metal shows. Right. So the metal pod will be concluding yeah, uh, before. We, we have, uh, what, two episodes left? We're doing a 420-themed one next week and then our, our farewell after that. Wow. So. And so that means Andrew, you're you're going to be our last guest. Yeah. So wow. Thank yep. you. Thank you I feel for very being special. here. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You, you ready for some tough interview questions? Oh, I think so. All right. Sweet. Do you want to kick them off, George? Sure. Um. So uh, let's see. The first question. I do not see it. How did you get into metal? Thank you. Okay. So getting into metal, um, it's more of a newer venture for me. I'd say. Um, probably compared to you guys at least, um, or right. people, you know, who like the same stuff that you guys do. Um, so I'm kind of still kind of like diving in a little bit. Um, I think I'll find myself liking more of like the real heavier stuff in time. Um, but good. I am a guitar player. Um, so anything that's guitar based is something that I like. Um, so like getting into that, like heavier riff type stuff, like that's what took me down that way. Cause yeah. like, you know, like what my first ever favorite rock band or whatever is Muse. And they're like, oh, yeah. at, at, at a time I thought they were like, you know, like heavy, like some of their older stuff was like heavy. Oh yeah, oh, well. for sure. And then like, I, I can't remember that specific song or a band that would have taken me down more of like a more metal type path, but um, just the riffs, the, the heavier riffs or stuff, stuff that I'm really into. Of course, you know, Rage um, and yep. Time Royale, they're masters of that kind of thing. So they are. that's why that's in my wheelhouse. But uh, no, just being into the guitar and looking for like that heavier, stronger, good guitar players and faster players and stuff like that has kind of gotten me into that realm of things. Mm, yeah, mm. I agree. Uh, you know, for like a like a hobbyist guitar player and metal listener, I mean, metal is great because riffs are easy to learn. You know, it's like, yeah. well, you like you can pick it up and pretty much play like any a simple riff at mm -hmm. least, right. and it's and it's fun. Um, yeah, I know, Andrew. Like, uh, I know you started listening to like Lamb of God and Pantera and stuff after. <laughs> Hanging out with me and Trent, yeah, and Flum, obviously, especially Pantera, yeah, especially Pantera. <laughs> I like that man. <laughs> Look at him go. Shit. All right, we're I gonna. Forgot about the question. Yeah, we were gonna ask you this last, but right now, tell us. Okay, let's go. Pantera, Pantera or Lamb of God. You know, to be honest with you, I don't have enough information on Lamb of God, but I can't. Even if I did, I, I couldn't. I don't think I could. Uh, I could say Lamb of God anyway because I, I like Pantera so much. But this guy. What? This guy right here. I don't hey, know. He I, likes... I think they're pretty different, are they not? Like I, I. Uh, I no, mean, no one sounds like them. Which one? Either. Yeah. But I think I he's referring to Pantera. From an outsider's perspective, um, I was listening, obviously from George, I found about Pantera on, on your jacket uh, with all the patches. I'm like, oh, Pantera, let me check out a couple of them. But I know, I feel like a segue to Pantera was Metallica. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, well, It definitely It makes does. sense, yeah. Because yeah. like, I don't know, there's some similarities there. Yeah, um, for sure. They're just from an outsider powerful. perspective. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. that's totally fair. A couple of songs uh, that Andrew liked specifically, uh, I remember him asking me about, was... Um, Five Minutes Lamb Alone. No, no, no. <laughs> Lamb of God, it was um, Ashes of the Wake, which is the... Like the song? The instrumental. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, you like that one. That one's sweet. And yeah. uh, Revolution is My Name, because that one has a sweet riff. I used yeah. that one for a project that we yeah. were both on in the, really? in the same class. And he's that like, oh, weird. what song was that? And I was like, <laughs> Pantera, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I remember when you and I did the Pantera Lamb of God episode and we were obviously arguing about like uh, who our friends think is better and you sent me a screenshot of Andrew texting you and it was like a screenshot of him listening to Five Minutes Alone and he was like, this is where it's at <laughs> yeah, or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So, what, what's the, the era difference between the two? Um, they were pretty much Pantera ended right when Lamb of God was... Uh, starting, okay. essentially. Okay, yeah. I was curious about that. Like Pantera, Pantera's last album... First real album came out in 90. Last real album came out in 2000. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And then Lamb of God's been ever since took that. It, took and ran with it ever since. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the details of Lamb of God, but I can't, from, from a guitar player standpoint, I don't think they're, I don't think their guy can beat uh, Rhinebag. <laughs> I don't know. This guy is saying I'm all just, the I'm right just things like, right It's now. an outsider perspective. You know, I've heard the songs from George that I really like. Like, just those heavier riffs are just great. Um, <laughs> technical, fun to listen to. But I don't know, just, I don't know. 
You're saying you're, you're saying too much, man. You got too much dip in your chip. Hey, right you know, now. you'll you're see good. you'll see like from the other stuff I like later that we might talk about like why I would, I would like you know dime back in that style. But I, I think what puts people off from Lamb is the vocals. I think Pantera, Pantera's vocals are more accessible than Lamb's. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah see, you're right. But and I think I think Lamb's are harsher. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, he it's sounds, so tough. Randy sounds more like a demon, and yeah, well, because Phil's more like street style. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but we we can move on from that. That's uh. You know. Oh, you want to move on from us just shitting on you? Right? He now? already picked, man. <laughs> you got your win. Now let it go. Yeah, but, but Dimebag's the goat, just for he's sweet. All, mm-hmm. all intents and purposes, Lamb of God has two guitar players. Okay, and and even two aren't better than one. Sure. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Lamb of God has been getting kidney punches recently. Before it was yeah. everyone was picking Lamb, and then we had the the underground episode, and everyone's like Pantera, <laughs> yeah. Pantera, Pantera. And I was like, oh, you guys are killing me. Yeah. <laughs> and just last closing statement about this: that doesn't mean I like Lamb of God any less. It's sure. just this guy was like, who's better, Pantera, Lamb of God? I'm like, that's not even a fucking question. It's a question. It's I, a, it's it's a good question. But like, I why think. are you comparing? I mean, I get why you're comparing. No, I know, but it's like ah. Uh, Fuck it, we're moving on. <laughs> George. All right. What do you like about metal? Yeah. What do I like about it, just yeah. in general? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, just it all goes back to the guitar to me. Um, and I think I'm finding myself originally, like when I started like listening to things, I don't know like what you guys would put in the realm of metal and like what what counts versus like like a like a harder like alternative rock that's like on that spectrum or like mm. or is if there's carryover or not. But um it went from Muse into Royal Blood as a band I love. Nice. Yeah, uh, and I like them too. They're yeah, really cool. I don't know if you would you consider them metal. That's the first question before I. I would not. They're, I would they're like not. really dirty hard rock, hard but they're rock, not. Yeah. Okay, hard rock, right? So like they're heavy. They don't. They don't have a six string. <laughs> they only play drums and bass. Right, which is cool. The the guitars in Royal Blood is all bass. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Yeah. There's yeah. no like actual six string guitar. Two man band and I knew I knew the there were two men, but I didn't know. They're right. brothers and they just play that's a bass that it's you're a hearing. Bass. Yeah. No wonder yeah. it's so heavy. Okay. Yeah. He's got and he plays it like a six string. Like it sounds he's like he spent right. years and years and years like mastering his pedal board sounds with like octaverse for like like chorus versus uh um like verses, like mm-hmm. like stepping that up a notch to like make it sound like there's more people there than there isn't. Like a, like a right. Primus kind of deal, you know. Yeah. Like so, which is sweet. Bass driven. Yeah. I always wondered, like, I, when I went to go see him, if they were gonna be able to like give a full sound, just like just like a drum and a bass player. But like it, yeah, they definitely deliver. They're very cool. Where and when did you see them? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, uh, I saw them in Pittsburgh in okay. 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're definitely they're they're top five band for me of all time. Okay. Really? Sweet. Yeah. I just they're just my, yeah. I, 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 I'm easy to I'm easy to please if you're British. Yeah, they're British. Except, except, play some except Radiohead. Uh, he he loves British bands, except for Radiohead. You don't like Radiohead? There's a there's a there's a Muse Radiohead little beef type deal. It's not oh, much. Okay. I mean, like, I did not the, know this. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I've been told by some people at the station before, back in the day, um, huh. that uh, Muse's first album, which I I'm very partial to, that I love, of course. Uh, what is their first album? Um. It's 1999. It's called Showbiz. Showbiz. Um, okay. People think it's a Radiohead complete knockoff. Okay, and you know I understand like where that comes from. Obviously, they're 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 different, and Muse has become something way different. Like, yeah, they, they've for sure. they've gone through all kinds of different phases. Yeah. but like, and uh, yeah, people have just said Muse is like a knockoff Radiohead. I'm like, oh, how do you how do you say that? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think they sound going. I, I think they sound different. Muse slaps so they're very harder. different now. They're very different now. You like Muse? Yeah, I do. I'm just saying. I, I'd say Muse slaps harder. Than Radiohead, yeah. I, now, yeah, I, they both yeah. have a lot of like uh, sound changes. I mean, Radiohead yeah. makes like yeah. weird ambient. I like it, but it's yeah. you know like way more. No, like I like Radiohead, but to me, there's no comparison whatsoever. Oh, I think Muse is ten times better. Better? Oh, I yeah. Like that. Wow. Because they're they're like kind of harder. You know? Yeah, they become. That's why I, say I like Radiohead for different reasons, though. Right. I like them because they're more like ethereal. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Muse has touched on every every sound possible. Um, obviously, like most fans would say, you know, their older stuff is better, which it is. Um, yeah. Uh, they just experience. They don't really care anymore, like what the fans think, because the fans don't like what comes out every time. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're so critical. Um, <laughs> so they, they've really just have gone out on their own and done whatever they want. But, but yes, uh, Radiohead not as much. Tom York, there was there was a quote out there. There's a Muse Tom York quote. He was talking about um, how a Spotify recommended keeps like filling up with Muse stuff, and he's just sick of it. And there's bad. Tom York stuff. Yes, that's very. Funny. There, there was a quote. I looked it up. I, there was some rumblings of some 
beef going on. I'm like, I gotta see what's it's going on. It's funny because people call Tom York like a pretentious ass. He kind of is. Yeah, but he's Tom York. Yeah. Yeah. And and he probably thinks that. He's like, I'm Tom yeah, York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure. I could, I could definitely see that. Yeah. Some interviews too, he's like kind of standoffish. Right. He also has depression, so you know, uh, he's not, I mean, that not makes a very total cheerful sense. guy yeah. to begin with. Not, yeah. Like, yeah. Anyways. Well, um, okay. So bringing it back, where was I? I was at Royal Blood. So oh, yeah, yeah. That, this was, I'm, I'm bringing you to where I am now. So no, all the British bands, uh, rock bands, I'm basically a fan of. I don't know. You'd have to quiz me on which one specifically, but uh, as a rule, whatever, whatever sounds coming out of that region, I normally am a fan. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he's in the right headspace because I mean, technically metal was started by Black Sabbath, who's British. Right. Okay. So, there you good. go. That's some good trivia. I like that. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, no, Royal Blood from there is, I thought was, at, at first listen, this probably would have been probably like five years ago or so, I thought was a little too heavy. Like, I'm like, eh, I don't know if I like it. Yeah. And, and I'm, you know, this is just like a journey of like where of some of these different bands come from that I like. Um, so I started liking them. Um, and then our friend Billy, you know Billy, right? He was on- Billy Sharp. Oh, yeah. Billy. Yeah. yeah. He- you know, he texted me one time. Um, he wanted me to go to Bring Me Horizon show. Oh, yeah. And like, he was sending me songs. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't think I like it. They've become a, a top 10 band of mine now. Really? Um, over time. Wow. Um, so it's been kind of an acquired thing. Um, yeah. What was kind of holding me back was probably vocals a little bit. That's um, yeah. the main thing for I don't a lot know of people. If, yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's a common thing. Very but, common. That was yeah. my thing when I first got into it. Yeah, you're not Ugh. the biggest metalcore guy. No, I mean uh, just metal, metal in general. The oh, just okay. Yeah, okay. I think I think that's the main uh, off-putting thing. Yeah, for, for like, sure. Yeah, yeah, and from there, um, I like um, with with Bring the Horizon, then a band called Architects. Um, yeah, yeah. Similar, they have some similar crossovers there. Yeah, are they? They're from England too. Are they? they are. It's crazy, man. <laughs> Bring the Horizon, Sheffield, England. Do Shout you, out to them. Do you listen to Architects' new album? Yes, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, there's some high and low points on there for but, sure. For but sure. some of those top ones I'm a big fan of. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but yeah, just like it all started with with guitar. And I think as I go along, I'll start liking more, more and more. Yeah. Um, I like the more obscure and heavier things that that bigger metal fans might like. But from an outsider's perspective, that's how I kind of got there. Nice. Awesome. Um, I know you touched on a lot of artists right there, but mm -hmm. like what are your favorite artists and subgenres of metal? Like besides the ones you just named. You see, I couldn't even tell you what different subgenres these ones fit into so you might okay. you might have to fill me in on that sound like a, you sound here. like a metalcore yeah. uh like bring me the horizon and architects are both metalcore okay so that's what does that what does that entail it's metal like and metal plus hardcore like uh hardcore punk, hardcore punk with like it sounds right up your alley because you like you like some punk british bands mm -hmm. punkier ones yeah so yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's that with metal okay so you could if you were to take a song and you didn't know the artist would you be able to tell like, or would you, would you be able to label like a metal song as a specific subgenre? I mean, you or, could, most yeah. of the time yeah. you could. I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For I sure. gotcha. No, but, um, what was the question again? Like I, I asked favorite genres, but if you okay. don't have any, you can just say some, some more of your favorite artists if you want. Yeah. Um, so over quarantine, um, I was getting more into the eighties stuff, uh, okay. with Molly Crew and Metallica. Oh yeah. <laughs> So oh, my I, fucking crew. That, yeah, Trent I really that. started that wave. Oh, absolutely. He he really like got us on on uh not Metallica. I was already on that obviously, but right. Motley Crue. This Motley man crew. became a super super fan in like a week. Oh uh, yeah. He um he sent me we both have Apple Music. Uh I know their rewind thing isn't as good as Spotify's, but um <laughs> they still give you the amount of time you listen. This guy, oh my god. Obscene. His uh my top artist was Ring the Horizon and I was there for like Your like, top artist? Uh-huh. Of, okay. of this past year. Okay. Um and I think I was like eighty like 80 hours on them and, and Trent had 182 on Motley Crue. Holy shit. For his top. <laughs> Mine was like 400 for Marilyn Manson. Oh probably. my God. I think. At, le at least. He, yeah, it was insane. Um, but no, over quarantine, Motley Crue, um, for sure. Metallica. Getting into their, obviously and Metallica. Into that. Yeah. Fuel. You like Yeah, that I like, I like it all. I, yeah. like all. I like all their stuff. Good shit. Uh, I was really looking forward to, it, it was a dream. Um, the freaking um, the festival in, in Columbus so was it Sonic Temple? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was I was supposed, supposed to, to go to that too. Oh, me too. Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, and fuck. and on the same <laughs> that was, stage, that, that, you got a press fucked. pass for that. I didn't did. You? Yeah, yeah. Not, not photography though. Okay, it was but weird. Still. I still, I, I got to go for free. Theoretically, right. theoretically, and Metallica was supposed to headline two separate right. nights. Right, and on on, on oh. one night, um, in order, um, it was going to be Royal Blood, Bring Me the Horizon, Ooh. and Metallica on the same stage. Yeah. I was, I didn't have to move. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been a. 
and I had not I have not seen Bring the Horizon yet. Uh, okay, we've seen them. Yeah, yeah. COVID. When did you see them? We saw them in 2017. Wait, when did you see them? Chicago Open Air. Oh, Chicago. I saw them a different time. I didn't think I ever saw them in Chicago. Oh. Do you like a band called Fever 333? I am not familiar. I think you would like, if you like Rage, you would like them. They're like Rage meets Linkin Park in a way. Okay. Um, Cool. I saw them open for Bring Me the Horizon at a place in Detroit. And yeah, that's why I I asked you. You might like Gojira too. Okay. If you want for the heavier side, I'll take a list of everything, and yeah. I'm ready to, to to learn more and dive in. Yeah, yeah. Nancy, bro. <laughs> oh no, I love it all Hell so yeah. far. I get antsy during the show. I'm like, oh, now I want to listen to this. Yeah. Oh right. I've been. I mean, Godzilla and King Kong came out this week, obviously, and I went to see it, and I was like, the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, I want to listen. To I want to listen to Gojira while they're just kicking each other's ass. You know, so it's perfect. Yeah. Sorry um, to interrupt, though. No, you're no, good. <laughs> um. No, so like anything that's hair metal, I enjoy as a rule. Okay, like, I, don't, I don't. I feel like you can't go wrong with it. Like it just as a, as a, I don't know what space you're listening to it in. Like or like a more casual. I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny you say that because w- when I was a kid, like hair metal was my shit because I was uh-huh. like so new to music and I was like this, like you said, can't go wrong. Yeah. But ever since I've gotten into more heavier things, it's like. You can. Yeah, I mean, it's it's great. Yeah. And it's like you said, like in the context that you listen to it. So sure. Yeah. What are some other ones besides what are some other top ones maybe I'm missing that are considered hair from your guys' perspective? Like besides Molly Crew? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I mean Kiss, yeah. Yeah, kinda. Kinda. Um uh Def Ste- Leopard's probably the other mm-hmm. really big one Steel of, Panther. of that time period. Steel, Steel Panther's Panther, like a yeah. modern one. I like Steel Panther. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There, I did too. Something else. Uh one of my favorites is uh Skid Row because they're kinda like okay. they, they used to tour with Pantera. Like they oh. were a heavy hair band. Um, okay. Pantera used to be a hair band. They're yeah. stuff. Pantera. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. familiar with that. Yeah. I actually, I, I, there was a song that I liked. I don't know. It's not even on an album. Like, I don't think it's like on, uh, album music or Spotify. Cause no, like, yeah. it looked old. I'm like, it sounded more like a hair thing. I'm yeah. like, what is this? So I had to look at YouTube for that. But their, their first four albums are unreleased because they're like, yeah, like that's just not us, you know? Sure. They they were a hair band for sure with like a oh. completely di- different vocalist and shit. So okay, yeah. But cool. um, who else is there? Wasp is a really good heavy hair band. Dokken. Poison. Yeah, Poison's Poison. a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, just ask Trent, dude. He'll yeah, Joan, yeah. Joan Jet. Joan Jet. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Trent is your guy when it comes to hair metal. So. No Van Halen would would go in there, would it? They're they're like kind of, but like they're they're kind of alongside it, slightly right. in their own lane, kind of. Yeah, and like same with like Alice Cooper. Like, I he, feel like those guys fit in with like Dio, and is is that is that a fair assessment? Who fits in with Dio? Like Van Halen, Dokken. In, in a way, yeah. Dio, they're, they're kind of like in their own little thing. Yeah, like the way I've explained Dio to you, that's like the most. Dio's like the heaviest MTV, like super mainstream metal that there was because he was so big yet so like didn't lose like any of the honesty of being heavy that mm-hmm. makes any sense so that's why i love dio so much but yeah to answer your question yeah okay um but yeah i'm telling you just ask trent like yeah that kid loves that shit yeah so. i definitely oh, 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 uh, uh yeah. jackal <laughs> <laughs> do you do you like chainsaws chainsaws in general yeah uh <laughs> I'm not opposed to chainsaws. I feel like that'd be, I, I haven't, you know, used chainsaws for much, but I feel like it'd be fun. <laughs> Jackal might be for you. Yeah, Jackal, their okay. singer, uses a chainsaw as an instrument. Oh, and it's like, pro- right? It's my favorite hair metal song ever because it's just, it's fucking sick. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's called The Lumberjack. Just, just check it out. <laughs> That's good. I mean, um, yeah, so I guess uh, moving on. Yeah, last um, question. Yeah, well, so what's the best concert you've ever seen? Oh, um... Hmm. You see, I thought of this. You guys prepped me before. You see, but now I kind of forget. <laughs> um, There's a lot. Of, like it's hard for us to choose sometimes. Yeah, too, I so. imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to be one of those Muse shows, just because those have been my guys for just forever. Um, right. So um, I think I first saw them in fifth grade, and I've just okay. I've, I've gone to everyone. Sweet. Since, <laughs> and, and I, I try to go more, more than once. I'm like real, like hyper analyzing, like. Let's see, like looking at the tour and what, what date will be the best one? Cause like, I'm concerned that they're not going to play their best if like, it's not full. Oh, definitely. And, I got like, to. I'm like, I understand. 
uh, like concerned about that. So like the most recent one that came, um, I went to Little Caesars, but is that the simulation theory? Yeah, okay. yeah, that was fun. They always just put on a good show. Um, they're all really, really talented, like individually. Yeah. Um, and um, they never miss with like their their setup and um, the whole experience is always fun for me. Um, and um, yeah, so I, I automatically bought the Little Caesars and then I bought United Center as well in Chicago. Oh yeah, just like it was a week apart. I'm like, you know, Detroit last time I went to the, at the Joe. Um, okay. That's not that the best. That one, that one left a little bit to be desired. I was a little bit. Oh like, yeah, dude. The Joe was never my favorite place to see a concert by any right. means. So I'm like, you know what? I, I can't do, I got to make sure I cover my bases here. So like, <laughs> I, I got that one in the United Center. Um, nice. Turned out the, the, I enjoyed the Detroit one better, but you know. Wow. Um, there's a whole story there. Uh, briefly oh. give it to you. Um, part of their, um, screens were not working. At the um, United? At the United. Oh, I've yeah. been there. It's pretty cool. Cool spot. Yeah, yeah, it is. And um, every time that they have an intro to the, their main song, Knights of Sidonia from yeah. Our Hero that everybody knows. Um, oh, yeah. They always have an intro with like a harmonica that the bass player does. It's real cool. Um, That's sweet. A little like real theatrical and stuff. And he always uh, tosses his harmonica out <laughs> to the crowd. Is always. your dream to catch it? Oh, just wait. The United <laughs> Center has been tarnished for me forever. Uh, I was there. I, I got in that spot, right? Because like, it's my second show. So like, the first show, I'm like, I just want to be close to Matt Bellamy, the main guy. Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, setting myself up for that. And then the second show, like, since I already got, I've already seen it. Like, the second show, I can kind of, you know, maybe try something else. So I went to the end of the catwalk or whatever, where he does his thing. <laughs> it was a whole plan, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, right, I'm right there. There's only one dude in front of me because he had like the VIP or whatever. So he was in right. there before me. But um, I was right there. And I got um, on the, on the, on your phone one of those like scroll across like message things. Oh, so I'm like Chris, the bass player, harmonica, please, and like flashed while he was doing it. I was like holding it up the whole time. And <laughs> That's I'm awesome. There, I'm, I'm like waiting, and then there's like fog <laughs> during this thing, uh -huh. um, this build up or whatever. And he gets it. The guy makes eye contact. I'm, like, I'm not far from it at all. Like Pretty I'm close. like I'm, I'm real close, probably like ten feet away from the guy. He's like he like he sees the sign. He, he probably it's probably flashing in his, in his damn face the whole time, um, and I see him. I like I it, it was like a whole moment like um, the fog was like coming in. I, I like see him toss toss the harmonica to me. I, we locked eyes here. He goes boom. Some kid in front of me boom. Oh, I was I was dead. Inside. You were dead. I was dead. Like and this guy knew. This guy in front of me knew like what I was trying to do there. Um, no way he was a bigger fan as me. I don't know. Maybe I would have I would have put my hands around his throat and grabbed the harmonica. You see, you know, I'm just not that aggressive. You know, I I should have been more aggressive. Should should have went for it. Very upset leaving the concert, but it's okay. Oh no! So the the VIP guy in front of you was the one who caught it. Yes. How how far in front was he? Like, was he standing in front of you? Yeah, we were just standing. Bruh, I would I would have fought that man. I would have fought him to the tough, death. Tough. <laughs> And the guy next to me is like, oh, man, that's tough, man. And you should, you should, you should, you should give that to you, man. I'm like, ah, no, it's okay. Hey, that was bad positioning hey. on your part. You shouldn't have set yourself up to uh, get intercepted like that. No, exactly. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I would have been so mad. Oh, God. So I was, mad. I was mad. Yeah, that's, that's some okay. bullshit. Did you enjoy the show after that, though? What's that? Did you enjoy that's the show? That's the last song. Oh, oh, oh got no. it, got it, So I guess that's it. maybe, maybe it could. Because if, yeah, I was going <laughs> to yeah. say, if it was like at the, at the start of the show, you might have been, you know, might have spoiled your experience. No, exactly. Right. Yeah. No, that. Yeah. And what what album was that tour cycle that I you guess. saw him at? Was that Simulation Theory? Yeah, okay. mm -hmm, most recent. So that's that's the last time I saw him. Would have been then. So that really sucks. And then if Fifth Grade was your first time, would that have been like Absolution? Uh, that that's Resistance actually. Oh. So that would have been two thousand nine. Um, so like when they were really getting big with like yeah, Uprising that, that's their shit. first uh, arena tour over here. Would have been Resistance. So. That's, and you saw it in Fifth Grade. Mm -hmm. And Columbus. That's I see them all over the place. I, mean, I always I always just try to. See him. Go as many times as possible. Yeah. yeah. I got I gotta ask you what your favorite album and song is by Muse. Oh, um the song rotates, it depends. Uh yeah. probably Origin of Symmetry, two thousand one. Um, oh, that's an old one. Yeah, yeah, I like that whole album really well. Um favorite song is really tough. Yeah. Um mm, probably from that one, there's a song called Citizen Erased. It's a heavier one. Okay. Um so you check that one out. It's a good one. I will. Mm -hmm. I'm not familiar with that old of Muse, but mm -hmm. that's, good stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. It's sweet. Love it. Um, yeah, you you ready to talk about some rage though? Absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. All right, sweet. I'm ready for that? Do you want to replace it now while we're at it, or just keep going? Keep going. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, top five this week is just our top five rage songs. Yeah. 
Um, that's always the easiest way for us to talk about an artist, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, you want to just give a quick background on who Rage is in case people out there listening have yeah. been living under a rock for yeah, the past sure. 30 years? Uh, so Rage is a rap, rap metal. new metal, new metal. I wouldn't go so far as to call them new metal. They're a rap metal group. It's the from, perfect mix of rap and metal. From LA. LA. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. I'm dumb. Um, Tom Morello, obviously one of the best guitarists still around doing metal. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, I don't really need to say much. They're super political, uh, super heavy, really, really groovy, great bass. Um, yeah. I'd say like what distinguishes them from, you know, other metal bands is probably their bass instrumentally. Yeah. And their solos. And obviously. He's, he's so underrated. Tom Common for the bassist, just cause you got Tom. Who's yeah. like a, a freak of a guitar player. Right. Um, super funky. Yeah. When they want to be. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Like a, a, a very, very political band. Yes. Um, very counterculture. Yes. So. So Andrew, what are your top five Rage Against the Machine songs? So top five in no particular order. That'd be that'd be tough. Yeah. Um, I find these songs actually they're the top rage songs are always in the top of like my favorite songs of all time. Okay. Um, naturally, I don't know why. We'll talk about it maybe. But um, freedom. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt real quick. Yeah, go but ahead. Uh, if we have like repeats, we should just talk about them whenever it's brought up first. Because like freedom is on mine. My top five. Freedom is not on mine. Okay. But yeah, that sounds good though. Yeah. Yeah. So freedom. Obviously, yeah. a great choice. Freedom. Um, I like is that the one where he goes, "Anchor is a gift." Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, freedom. Uh, bomb track. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Just another one. bomb track. Don't. Yeah. Down. No. Don't. Don't. Um, and killing in the name. Of course. That, that's a top ten song of all time for me. I think. Same. Right yeah. there. That's that might be me. very fair. Yeah. yeah. It's got um, like one of the hardest breakdowns ever. <laughs> yeah. Anthem, dude. Yeah. Crazy. 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 Good one. Um. I like testify a lot. Sure, sure. <laughs> and then, and then I had to put I had to put bowls on parade in there, yeah. um, just because that was like a big song for me, just from like Guitar Hero, yeah, yeah and getting me like into guitar a little yeah. bit too. So like I had then, a, that's the, probably the, I don't know if you call it like a cliche pick, but one of their hits. I had to yeah. put it, I had to put it in there. It, yeah. go, it goes hard though. Like yeah. mm-hmm. it's great. It's yeah, great. Denzel Curry does a cover of it. Yeah, sweet. Mm-hmm. It is really that's sweet. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, George. All right, so usually I I do uh, you know like a, like the basic five right when I pick, but I decided to go for like one off each album. I did the same. Okay, yeah. okay. and then I also did like uh, some um, some deep cuts, yeah. not deep cuts, but just picks you really wouldn't think of. Right. Uh, in no particular order, wake up. Yeah. Um, and there's a story behind this one because it's it's the it's the song that is at the end of the Matrix. Is it really movie? It's wow. Yeah, and it's, I haven't it's, seen that in so long. Yeah, and it's it's sweet because it's like the the Matrix. It's like all about waking He's, up. From, yeah, um, yeah, the, yeah. Obviously, and then the song, the subject matter of the song is like you know, like like really look at what's happening around you. Mm-hmm. So, it, perfect pairing. Yep. Um, the Matrix has a lot of metal in it. It has this is the new shit. It has yeah, a remix of uh, Dragula. Okay. It has like a lot of it has a, a, like a metal soundtrack. Yeah, sweet. That is dope. Um. The next one, though, off Evil Empire is Down Rodeo. I got that one, too. Riding down Rodeo with a shotgun, you know? These people ain't seen a brown-skinned man since my grandparents bought one. Yeah. That is the it's one hard. of the most savage lyrics yeah. ever written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, next is uh, Sleep Now in the Fire. Oh. For sure. Uh, popular pick, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, The Ghost of Tom Joad. Just a good song. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, Fifth is a demo, okay. which is Mindset's a Threat. Mindset's a Threat. Have you guys heard that? Mm-mm. Is that on like the expanded version of the first album? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a demo, so it's, you know, it's really good. It's bassy. Yeah. Oh, you know that song? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It's the you, first you album. Haven't, I don't know you haven't heard it. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Zach does like a funny accent. Not funny, but he does like an accent. It, it works so well yeah. for their sound. Yeah. Um. It's heavy and uh and you know, fucky at the same time. So, right, yeah, sweet. What you got? I mean, there was a lot of repeats, obviously, but uh, I also did one from each album, 
And by each album, I do not count Renegades because Renegades is a cover album, like them covering other people's songs. Oh. If I had to pick one off of there, it'd be Kick Out the Jams just because okay. it's sweet. Um, but yeah, uh, from the first album, I've talked about this so many times, it's ridiculous, but Know Your Enemy is always going to be my favorite Rage song. Uh, cool intro. Yeah, very synthesized guitar intro. It's got two different killer riffs, a bass solo, uh, Maynard James Keenan from Tool with guest vocals. Like, I just, it can't be any other one. Um, I will say, Evil Empire is probably the hardest album for me to pick a song from. It has a lot of good ones. It does. Um, Down Rodeo, just because of the lyrics, I would say. Yeah. Sophomore Slump, though. Talk about talk about a soft. You know how people talk about sophomore slump. Talk about a sophomore slump. Dude, on Evil Empire. Tough to follow, though, right? Tough, exactly. Yeah. Unreal to follow, but yeah. still, mm-hmm. literally one of the best albums ever made, regardless of genre. The first one, and yeah, like you said, it's it's hard to follow that. Yeah, and I think Evil Empire does a pretty kick-ass job of following up. It's pretty good. Battle of Los Angeles is definitely mm-hmm. my least favorite. Two thumbs down. Not two thumbs down. One thumb down. <laughs> yeah, one up, one down. Sure. Um, what else from that album though? Uh, got Gorilla Radio just because I yeah. think the guitar solo is one of the most unique I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, and circling back, my my other two, you guys already said, but the first album, you just can't go wrong. Uh, Freedom and Killing in the Name. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried not to add too many off of uh, their first one. Obviously, if I if I had done it, you know, like actually what I listened to the most, it'd be like four from the first. Yeah, one. you could exactly. put the whole first Same album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, great picks. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, didn't didn't include any Renegades because, I mean, Ghost of Tom Joad is obviously a great song. Who who did that? Was that a Bruce Springsteen song? I as, as that sounds right. Yeah. Um, um, your dad would probably know. Yeah, he he likes. <laughs> he texted us about yeah, that song yeah. specifically. So yeah. I was kind of tuned when he did, and I was like. Trying to reply to him, so no, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> also, you should you should reply to him. He's your dad, man. I'm the only one that replies in the chat with him and yeah, in the chat because I talk to him every yeah, other know, time, I you know. know. I know. All right, <laughs> pick of the week. Yes, Andrew. This is the album. Yes, it can be either your favorite Rage album or any other album you want to recommend. You see, um, what I came in with was. The original self-title Rage album. I think that's really fitting for what we were just talking about. Right. Top, like front, like start to finish. That's a all-time, yes, all-time uh, one to think about there. So yes, that's the one. Absolutely. That is also my pick. We okay. kind of didn't think this through. No, I mean we we did, but I I foresee I foresaw this happening, so I did something else. But I will say, uh, we actually had that out. Al- like we did a whole uh, politics-themed episode for uh, the election. Mm-hmm. in November and, and that was like one of our uh, oh, sure. picks of the week just because that's politics in an yeah. album essentially yeah. the cover is very controversial Love yeah, it. yeah mm-hmm. that too um, but my pick of the week is actually an Audio Slave album mm. because are you familiar with Audio Slave? Yeah um, I know some of their more top songs right. but that's definitely a, something I'm going to have to check out for sure more of. yeah because they're dope. Audio Slave is literally just rage yeah. with Chris, Chris. Cornell mm-hmm. instead of Zach singing. So um, killer combo, man. It really is, and obviously they're not as good as Rage. But I figured you guys would pick the first album for pick of the week, and I easily could have done the same thing. But I just wanted to show Audio Slave some love with their first album because it's just a banger. Like all the top songs you're probably thinking of are on that album. I, right. would, I would think so. Gotcha. I, I, Audio Slave is pretty damn good, honestly. It's oh, like yeah. it's rage without the funk, like just straight like metal, not metal, but like you know riff, yeah, it's, hard riff, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, like no slow parts except for I, I don't know. Like they like like a stone is a ballad, but yeah, it's it, really good. Yeah, it's not really a, as happy as Rage. I'd say right. Rage is kind of like happy. Like Rage reminds me of like the summer. I, I listen to Rage a lot in the summer because it's just like happy music to me. Is political strife happy for you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. No, I'm just I'm just fucking around. <laughs> but as as you know, my dad said seeing Audio Slave live was one of the best concerts he's ever seen. Because okay, that's another thing we forgot to talk about is you know you were mentioning seeing Tame Impala at Little Caesars. We were supposed to see Rage at Little Caesars last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad actually just texted me before we started filming this and told me that the tour actually got rescheduled to May of 22. So we're gonna have to wait like another year. Yeah, 
what I was telling Andrew before the hopefully, show. Hopefully, this will just piss him off more, and they can they'll cook and cook, and then they'll it's put on a better show. It's gonna be a shit show in the best way possible. Yeah, I think. And uh, I was telling Andrew before before we started. You know, I've I've waited this long already. I've never seen rage in my life. Right. Neither is my dad. Neither of a lot either, of people. Like, yeah. So yeah. it's gonna be that what's much. A, what's better. a little longer? Exactly. Yeah. So I uh, can't wait for that. Sure. Yeah. Me and him were uh, Andrew were you know gonna see him in. Um, Cleveland as well, because right. they did. They had both, um, both uh, towns um, booked, and you know, I, I I thought about seeing them twice because you know, obviously sure. Little Caesars, um, but yeah, that that kind of had to get rescheduled. But um, side note too, we're actually seeing Motley Crue yep. in Cleveland, which I told you about, yep. um, which is cool. So you know, it's kind of it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that goes, and you know, maybe that'll give us a little insight in how it'll be with Rage. Yeah, right. So, so Crew is before Rage. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes, that's in July. Mm-hmm. Okay. With Def Leppard, Joan Jett, and Poison. Poison. Yeah. That's a lineup right there. And it starts at 4 p.m. Yeah. Oh. It's going to be a long, so long day, boys. Very long. Respect Joan Jett, but oh. I don't know when we're going to roll in there. We'll see. Yeah. He doesn't give a damn about your reputation. So. Is, uh, <laughs> exactly. Wow. That's great. Is uh, is Trent going with you guys? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. He'll probably, yeah. he's not going to miss Poison, I don't think. I don't. I, I, no. I, I imagine us going in like... Maybe twenty five percent of the way through Poison set. You gotta see some Joan Judd, dude. She's she's like fucking queen of punk, you know. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, fair <laughs> For enough. sure. Trivia. Um, let's do it. All right, Andrew, you're our guest. You wanna you wanna stump our asses right sure. now? Sure. I don't even know if I will, but. Uh, let's see. Who should I start with? Whoever you want, man. Yeah, it doesn't matter. All right, first question. Um, we'll go to... We'll get this one to George. Um, so, excluding Guitar Hero Live, because nobody knows about that, um, what two Rage songs are featured in the Guitar Hero series, and which games are they on? Bulls on Parade. Which game is that? Rock Band. No, no, no. Oh of, of, of Guitar Hero, which... Uh, Guitar Hero Rock Band Edition. <laughs> no. I, I don't... I never played Guitar Hero growing up. I did, but oh, I no, never owned okay. it. Uh, okay. Guitar Hero 20, 2008? I don't know how they're titled. How are they titled? What um, number? Number. Just like one, two, three. Oh, oh. I think, Guitar Hero 3. Oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Because, so, yeah, Bulls on Parade, that, that's one of the ones that makes that one pretty iconic. I feel like it's, For sure. it's a main one. Okay. Um. Uh, the other one? What do you think? Gorilla Radio? No, that's on Guitar Hero Live, actually. But um, I looked it up before. I'm getting all these. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll do. I'll do one more guess. Okay. Um, Sleep now in the fire. No, uh, it's killing in the name, and it's on Guitar Hero Two. Ooh, wow, nice. Um, got, I got, so there's a little trivia. Got half that. a point. Do they cut out the whole f bomb tirade there at the end for the little kids playing the game? I imagine that's <laughs> that, that's off there. Well, that's whack. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the best part of the song. Exactly. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. But still, it's pretty so there's dope. There's your trivia for Guitar Hero for the day. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got one for me? Yeah. For you, um, where was the last Rage show played? Just like before COVID? Or no, no, no. Like the last show they played together. Just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say, is it Cuba? Or some weird shit like that? Close. Um, um, because they're, Ch- Chile? They're fi- that, that's very close. Because um, <laughs> the, the, the final tour or whatever, the last leg of it was South America and Chile was on there. So Chile was third to last. What was last? So that's pretty good. I'm going to have to say like Rio or some shit. I don't know. Well, that's a good guess too. So apparently, according to Wikipedia... Um, <laughs> They the final show would have been in Buenos Aires, Argentina, of that okay. of that leg. But they came back the next year in 2011 and played one more show in LA. Okay, at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, LA Rising Festival. Huh. Hmm. So little did I know. I don't know. But, Interesting. Um, it was a really long their their final tour or whatever. I bet was from 2007 to 2011. Um, they just took Holy a bunch of breaks. Shit. It was really random. I think it's the same tour, but oh, yeah, because okay. I, I know they obviously like did their initial breakup in like 2000, did whatever the fuck they did, 
then 2007 they did like the first reunion came out with like a live album dvd and shit right and then apparently like you said that lasted for like three years or whatever so yeah so i guess like when you guys are saying not a lot of people have seen rage it makes sense because this 2007 2011 um the 2007 leg of the u.s they only played six dates um really random there um then they came back in 2008 played chicago only they did a lot of palooza and then oh yeah and then they played one random one-off show uh, in L.A. in 2010 at the Hollywood Palladium, which is like a small. It's like, I think that one holds like 5,000. Not not small, small, but like for them, I feel like. That's yeah, small. yeah. At the, maybe not in 2010. I don't know. For sure. Um, so yeah. it, it will have been at least 10 years since they played live when we see them. That's right. And it's crazy to feel Whew. like 2011 is 10 years ago. See if they still got it. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah. Damn, dude. That made me feel old. That's yeah. Yeah. Fuck right there. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, George, you want to go or you want me to go? I'll go. Okay. Um, so this is a two-parter, but it's split. It's it, it's one question, but split into two parts for each of you guys. Cool. So, so one part per person? Yes. Or we can collaborate on the you whole You can thing. collaborate. Oh, okay. Rage Against the Machine did a protest at a music festival during one of their shows. They were naked. Not completely naked, but like they taped like their privates. <laughs> Yep. And it was like a pro- political protest and they put like tape over their mouths. Um, what year did they do that protest, Andrew? Just the year. Okay. Um, let's say... Wow. This is difficult. Um, 1995. Oh, close. 93. 93. Okay. Flum. Yes. What music festival was it that they did this really controversial protest? It was on everything. Mm -hmm. And what city does that music festival take place in? So it's a three-parter. Sure. Um, I want to say it was Lollapalooza, which is in Chicago. Correct. I like that. Mm. Nice. Did they, is that when they wrote PMRC? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You'll find, you can find pictures of it online. It's all over the place. Yeah. Um, um, George. No. Andrew. Which famous filmmaker directed the music videos for Sleep Now in the Fire and Testify by Rage Against the Machine? Okay. You see, this should be like right up my alley with uh, right. that's why, being that's, in like that sort of major. That's why I asked you. Mm, I like that. Um, you see... Always in my in like media class and everything, everyone's talking about their favorite directors, and like I don't know many directors. I don't either. I feel like you know. I but really don't. I, th- I think you'll know this guy though. Uh, okay. Think think like politics. Uh oh! Wait a minute. There's only like a few main names I could think of just in general. Um, okay. And the one now that you say that, is it? You see, I'm blanking hard, so let's just go with Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> no, but that, Tarantino's like my favorite guy, so okay. thank you for saying You're that. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, it was Michael Moore. Okay. Oh. The, the Bowling for Columbine guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, It makes total sense to me that he directed their videos because he's sure. super political. Gotcha. Yeah, very political. And he's from Michigan, so that's that's oh, kind of cool. He runs the, the Traverse City Film Festival. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Like he started that, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah so George what is the story you you asked me something similar once so I'm trying to get you back here what is the story behind the Evil Empire album cover it's uh, Russian the Americans called Russia an evil empire and during like the Cold War or some shit and then Rage flipped it and put like an American kid I think is the story. That's, you know, that's that's pr- somewhat accurate. <laughs> so, yeah, it's called Evil Emp- Empire for that reason. But the, the the cover itself is a comic book superhero from like the 40s and 50s named Crime Buster. And instead of a C being on his chest like it is normally, they did E for Evil Empire. Okay. And nice. yeah, I mean, obviously that was like a slight at, Reagan, because he's the one who talked about right 
you know, Russia being an evil empire. Which is highly hypocritical. Right. Where rage is like, we're living in the evil empire. Right. So. Sweet. Lot, lots of politics going on yeah, with rage. Yeah, yeah. Love to see it. Um, yeah. One hot minute. Let's do it. Andrew, you you are our guest, so we will let you go first. Okay, so my rant topic for the minute is, you know, I was talking to to Brendan beforehand about this, but um, I want to say that 2000, 2010s, maybe early two thousand tens, maybe a little bit beforehand, um, popular music is just way better than today's, um, and maybe it's just like. The artists that's obviously like there's a style change now. There's a lot more like trap beats going on. Like literally almost every song is a trap beat. That and, and I don't know, it all kind of runs together for me. And I'm not a really big fan. Uh <laughs> like it all like I knew it has gone to crap when Migos, every single Migos song was popular. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's like taking a jab at anybody out there or anything, but like No, we do it that, all the that, time. That, that style that style of I just I, I can't really get behind it. I don't know why. Um but like the artists like uh well, like like the Rihannas of the world and the, the people that were like on top then and like for stuff that you just like hear on the radio or like at parties and stuff like that like it was better well, way better than it was now and even now when you when you do throwbacks and stuff like if you're like at a gathering or something like so those, those are the songs that people like yeah. get into I feel like yeah so I'm not a big fan of trap um, it so. all sounds the same like he said for yeah. the most part so I agree You've you've come to the right place though. Thank you. <laughs> because, this is a safe place. Yeah. Okay, if good. you have been, if you or a loved one have been harmed by hip hop, <laughs> yeah. recent hip hop. Coming from a hip hop fan, I don't like new new rap. Right. So, I right. I agree with everything you just said, but I think one thing to say is, uh, I feel like every generation. I think that's just us getting older. Like, there, yeah, there's no, some substance for that for sure. Because we're we're like what you know people would say about metal, like oh it's just noise. Yeah. That's what people say about, said about like the stuff that we listen to. So it's like maybe maybe there's something good about it that we don't understand. I don't know. But is there like, that, but, dude? We used to be able to go see Rihanna, but now we got to deal with like Cardi B and shit like that. Like people like Cardi B. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Why? I, I think we're getting old. <laughs> yeah, we we definitely are. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't want to sound like the. I was telling Brandon like like a hipster sounding like. Oh, well, I was back back in the day when we were in like yeah. high school and middle school. Just so much better. But I don't know. Obviously, like there, there is like a major style difference that you can like. Oh yeah. Whether you like it better or not. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's shift. nostalgic stuff to it, but still. And and to your point, like when we go to parties and shit now, well before fucking COVID at least, but like sure. the songs that would get people going were the throwbacks, not mm-hmm. the new shit. Yeah. So, whatever. Well, like Marilyn Manson said, this is the new shit. So. Shit. Yes. <laughs> All right. Me. Yeah. Do it. All right. Uh, I never know what to do for these, so I just have on my notes for Rage, mm-hmm. um, political AF, and also they kind of fell off. Yeah. So, I mean, in my opinion, I feel like ever since their first album, every album's got progressively worse. Not that they're bad, they're just, they're just on a d- decline in terms of how much I l- enjoy it. Right. And we've obviously talked about this before, like... With most artists, you could say their albums get worse as they go on, but Rage, it's like very I don't evident. Think that's true. I, I feel like for mo- a lot nut. of, uh, that's not, but like it's it's like uh, it's dips though. Rage is yeah. like it, constant. That, that's decline. what I'm saying. You can very easily tell it just goes down. Yeah, but with other ones, it'll be like I like like I like the Gray Chapter more than yeah, no, Volume that, Three. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, but with Rage, it's like each one is worse. Why? They're all great musicians. I, I don't know. It's like Andrew said earlier. It's hard to top that first album. You just can't. Yeah. I feel like they're they're kind of doing their own thing. Like they're like, you know, we're not trying to make music for our fans, like the Muse thing. Right. I feel like they're just kind of like, I don't know. And like also, like you said, they're just so political. Like, how long can you keep that up? You know, they're they're around sure. for pretty. I much guess that's true. Yeah. Eight years, I would say, is in the in their wheelhouse. And when when you were saying that just now, I kind of draw drew a similar parallel, but from uh. As I was telling Andrew earlier, Pantera ended in 2000, right when Lamb of God was taken off. I kind of see it the same between um, Rage and System of a Down, in a way. Because when Rage stopped, System was coming up, and they are just as political as Rage. 
So, I don't know. Like, I was going to say the world needed rage, but they were gone. But, I mean, system... Like Batman. Was, yeah, exactly. I just want more rage against the machine, rage against the machine, if that makes sense. Yeah. Do you, th- do you think they're going to do another album at some point, or...? I mean, they're all st- all the members are still alive. Yeah. So I feel like they will. Oh, okay. Here's another thing. Audio Slave. Yeah. Pretty much Rage with a different singer. They're they're done. They're done. Audio Slave is obviously. no. Uh, yeah, I know, but like, at least my my dad says this all the time. Like he, Zach is probably. I don't know. It's it's really weird. Zach is probably my least favorite member of Rage. Just, what? Hear me out. Like it's the same thing as like Phil is my least favorite part of Pantera. Like it's hard to say that because they're both so good. Yeah. But like Tom has really good solo stuff. Um, yeah, true. They did Audio Slave. Yeah, uh, that's true. Zach doesn't really. He's probably doing like like political activist stuff. And and he's made other music, but it's like it's like reggae. Yeah. Or something. I was gonna say. I feel like as they've gotten older. You know, across their discography, they have a lot more funk and reggae influence. Mm-hmm. Not that that's bad, but it's just like, I don't know. It's 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 a different sound. It is, for sure. And that's why Battle of Los Angeles is probably the worst of their albums. Right. Um, uh, that's, that's it for me. Fair enough. Uh, I typically come prepared with one hot minute topics, but uh, I was going to wing this one and... I've said this on one of our very earliest episodes, and I think I'm going to say it again. Uh, people really feel like metal is a very uh, white kind of music, which obviously it is. It's it's very predominantly white. But then you got bands here like Rage, where Zach is, uh, I forgot his exact uh, nationality. I think it's some kind of Latino uh, something related like that. Tom is obviously, uh, his dad was like uh, a Kenyan. Oh, yeah. Something. He was like a high official in, in Kenya. Uh, but uh, the bass player, Tom, and Brad, the drummer, they're both white. And I just, it's really cool to see that because, like I said, metal is a pretty white genre. And then here's Rage, who's mixed. And they're singing about, you know, minority struggles and you know, fighting the powers that be kind of thing. It's just yeah. really good to see. Yeah. So if every time I, it's like, I, like I've told you, like I think of body count every time someone asks me like, who's your favorite black metal artist? Like just because Ice-T is the man and that's who I always think of. But I always forget about Rage because they're kind of mixed. And yeah, sure. It's just, I think it's just sweet that they're black and white fighting, raging against the machine together. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Um, yeah, I guess that'll wrap it up mm-hmm. for this episode. Um, like we said, next week will be the 420 episode. Um, yeah, so in honor of that, Andrew, what is your song wreck to tease that? Um, and the song wreck is favorite song to get high to. Or just, you know, something in the, or along the same realms as 420 for those who don't smoke out there. I think it'd be something from these guys right here, Tim Palo. Um, sure. I don't know if that's a cliche answer. Great but choice. Like, honestly, like... Who cares if it they is? They create uh, some sort of ambience that's that's really unique. I feel like that's part of the reason why people, why people like them with their instrumentals yes. and stuff like that. So I'd probably recommend something... Um, man, you could, go, you could go anywhere in their whole discography, honestly. Um, yeah. What, did you like the slow rush? Oh right, I forgot about the new one too because I was just thinking about the original three. Right. But oh yeah, um, let's do uh, posthumous forgiveness on the on that new one, the slow rush. I didn't mean you had to pick one from there. Oh I was, no, I was just wondering. That, that, if... that, that, no, that's where I would go <laughs> okay. actually. Nice. Yeah, cool. So that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Nice. Is uh, is there a song on there called like for the last time or something? Because there's there's always a song on there that I always forget the name to, and it's it's one of the harder tame songs. I, I would say off the, I off the new one you said. Yeah, I I always forget what it's called. I'm I was just sure. wondering if you knew, but that's sure. that's a good one. Okay, for sure. So. Gotcha, cool. George. Uh, so I have two. Uh, okay. my favorite song to get high to of all time 
just across genres is Doing Time by Sublime. Okay. You heard that one? Of course. I Lana Del Rey covered it recently. If you know the Lana Del Rey version, Sublime did it first. Yeah. So um, the first time I ever heard this song was one of the first times I ever got high. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, okay, so this is why people like weed and music. Yeah. It, it, it felt like the song, the airwaves were having sex with my eardrums. Doing Time? Yeah, by Sublime. Did you listen to it in the summertime? Yes. Nice. So... It's just a great, like, I don't know. Sublime is a great stoner band. Yeah, yeah, they are. Dude, I'm sure you've heard the song Smoke Two Joints. Yeah, yeah, of course. Which is a cover. I smoke two joints before I smoke two joints, and then I smoke two more. They're a stoner band for sure. Like, Uh, come on. I mean, they played in LA. Like, they're just, yeah, um, they're great. Uh, And they're metal as fuck, too. They are. Um, And I'll I'll talk more about that for the next episode. I'll probably talk about Sublime a little bit. Yeah. Um, But my favorite, you know, just one of them, uh, Songs to Get High To, uh... Song wreck is Teen Dusthead by Acid King. Acid King. There's acid so, King. There's so many acid named bands. Acid Bath. Acid, acid Bath. Witch. Acid Witch. Now Acid King. Okay. Acid Ghost. That's a, a they're not a metal band, but Oh my god, there's so many. Listen to Teen Teen Dusthead. Teen Dusthead. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Um I do you do you know the band Monster Magnet? They do uh Space Lord, it's probably their big song. Okay. Uh, do you do you have you guys seen the movie Deadpool? Yeah, yeah. Like, do you remember Negasonic Teenage Warhead? Is that the kid? The the teenage girl. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's named after a Monster Magnet album. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Okay. And they're a huge like stoner metal band. That's why I was asking. Cool. Gotcha. But yeah, my song wreck. We're gonna be talking, you know, stoner metal prog next week. So I th- I thought a perfect in between with that was was Tool course um and a, a song wreck i got for that is rosetta stoned nice yeah exactly <laughs> it's in the name tool tool's got a bunch of songs but uh that's always one i go back to so cool yeah uh yeah so next week we'll be coming at you um uh what would the date be like april 16th we'll have a new episode that'll be right before 420 so yep. that's why we're doing that kind of grab a bag grab some zips and enjoy the show <laughs> Yeah, Next and week. the the day before we drop that episode, though, do not forget. We oh. will be on the Hours of Power, finally. Finally, yes. It's going to be great. Um, that that airs every Thursday from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. So We will be your new hosts as well. Oh, I will. George, will, George and Trent will be the, the new, new hosts host. starting next year. But George and I are doing a takeover on the episode next yeah. week. We're going to be playing all our favorite metal shit. So, one more time, George and I, on the Hours of Power, next Thursday, April 15th, from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. So, yeah. Uh, I'll take us out. You'll take us out? Yeah. All right. Right now. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. Metal is a gift. (laughs) Metal is a gift. You've been listening to The Metal Pod, a production of Impact 89FM. Our thanks to Impact's general manager, Jeremy Whiting, station manager, Amber Kinutsky, and programming director, McKenna Lowndes. Tune in next time for more updates on all things metal. The Metal Pod.